Chapter Three Thirty of Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Three, by Francois Rabelais. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. How the theologue Hippothate giveth counsel to Panurge in the matter and business of his nuptial enterprise. The dinner on the subsequent Sunday was no sooner made ready than that the aforenamed invited guests gave thereto their appearance all of them bridal goose only excepted who was the deputy governor of fonsbaton at the ushering in of the second service panurge making a low reverence spake thus gentlemen the question i am to propound unto you shall be uttered in very few words should i marry or no if my doubt herein be not resolved by you i shall hold it altogether insolvable as are the insolubilia de aliaco for all of you are elected chosen and called out from amongst others every one in his own condition and quality like so many picked peas on a carpet the father hippothate in obedience to the bidding of pantagruel and with much courtesy to the company answered exceeding modestly after this manner my friend you are pleased to ask counsel of us but first you must consult with yourself do you find any trouble or disquiet in your body by the importunate stings and pricklings of the flesh that i do quoth panurge in a hugely strong and almost irresistible measure be not offended i beseech you good father at the freedom of my expression no truly friend not i quoth hippothate there is no reason why i should be displeased therewith but in this carnal strife and debate of yours have you obtained from god the gift and special grace of continency in good faith not quoth panurge my counsel to you in that case my friend is that you marry quoth hippothate for you should rather choose to marry once than to burn still in fires of concupiscence then panurge with a jovial heart and a loud voice cried out that is spoke gallantly without circumvaginating about and about and never hitting it in its centred point gramercy my good father in truth i am resolved now to marry and without fail i shall do it quickly i invite you to my wedding by the body of a hen we shall make good cheer and be as merry as crickets you shall wear the bridegroom's colours and if we eat a goose my wife shall not roast it for me i will entreat you to lead up the first dance of the bridesmaids if it may please you to do me so much favour and honour there resteth yet a small difficulty a little scruple yea even less than nothing whereof i humbly crave your resolution shall i be a cuckold father yea or no by no means answered hippothate will you be cuckolded if it please god o oh, the lord help us now quoth panurge whither are we driven to good folks 
to the conditionals which according to the rules and precepts of the dialectic faculty admit of all contradictions and impossibilities if my transalpine mule had wings my transalpine mule would fly if it please god i shall not be a cuckold but i shall be a cuckold if it please him good god if this were a condition which i knew how to prevent my hopes should be as high as ever nor would i despair but you here send me to god's privy council to the closet of his little pleasures you my french countryman which is the way you take to go thither my honest father i believe it will be your best not to come to my wedding the clutter and dingle dangle noise of marriage guests will but disturb you and break the serious fancies of your brain you love repose with solitude and silence i really believe you will not come and then you dance but indifferently and would be out of countenance at the first entry i will send you some good things to your chamber together with the bride's favour and there you may drink our health if it may stand with your good liking my friend quoth hippothady take my words in the sense wherein i meant them and do not misinterpret me when i tell you if it please god do i to you any wrong therein is it an ill expression is it a blaspheming clause or reserve any way scandalous unto the world do not we thereby honour the lord god almighty creator protector and conserver of all things is not that a mean whereby we do acknowledge him to be the sole giver of all whatsoever is good do not we in that manifest our faith that we believe all things to depend upon his infinite and incomprehensible bounty and that without him nothing can be produced nor after its production be of any value force or power without the concurring aid and favour of his assisting grace is it not a canonical and authentic exception worthy to be premised to all our undertakings is it not expedient that what we propose unto ourselves be still referred to what shall be disposed of by the sacred will of god unto which all things must acquiesce in the heavens as well as on the earth is not that verily a sanctifying of his holy name my friend you shall not be a cockold if it please god nor shall we need to despair of the knowledge of his good will and pleasure herein as if it were such an abstruse and mysteriously hidden secret that for the clear understanding thereof it were necessary to consult with those of his celestial privy council or expressly make a voyage unto the empyrean chamber where order is given for the effectuating of his most holy pleasures the great god hath done us this good that he hath declared and revealed them to us openly and plainly and described them in the holy bible there will you find that you shall never be a cuckold that is to say your wife shall never be a strumpet if you make choice of one of a commendable extraction descended of honest parents and instructed in all piety and virtue such a one as hath not at any time haunted or frequented the company or conversation of those that are of corrupt and depraved manners one loving and fearing god who taketh a singular delight in drawing near to him by faith and the cordial observing 
of his sacred commandments and finally one who standing in awe of the divine majesty of the most high will be loath to offend him and lose the favourable kindness of his grace through any defect of faith or transgression against the ordinances of his holy law wherein adultery is most rigorously forbidden and a close adherence to her husband alone most strictly and severely enjoined yea in such sort that she is to cherish serve and love him above anything next to god that meriteth to be beloved in the interim for the better schooling of her in these instructions and that the wholesome doctrine of a matrimonial duty may take the deeper root in her mind you must needs carry yourself so on your part and your behaviour is to be such that you are to go before her in a good example by entertaining her unfeignedly with a conjugal amity by continually approving yourself in all your words and actions a faithful and discreet husband and by living not only at home and privately with your own household and family but in the face also of all men and open view of the world devoutly virtuously and chastely as you would have her on her side to deport and to demean herself towards you as becomes a godly loyal and respectful wife who maketh conscience to keep inviolable the tie of a matrimonial oath for as that looking-glass is not the best which is most decked with gold and precious stones but that which representeth to the eye the liveliest shapes of objects set before it even so that wife should not be most esteemed to richest is and of the noblest race but she who fearing god conforms herself nearest unto the humour of her husband consider how the moon doth not borrow her light from jupiter mars mercury or any other of the planets nor yet from any of those splendid stars which are set in the spangled firmament but from her husband only the bright sun which she receiveth from him more or less according to the manner of his aspect and variously bestowed irradiations just so should you be a pattern to your wife in virtue goodly zeal and true devotion that by your radiance in darting on her the aspect of an exemplary goodness she in your imitation may outshine the luminaries of all other women to this effect you daily must implore god's grace to the protection of you both you would have me then quoth panurge twisting the whiskers of his beard on either side with the thumb and forefinger of his left hand to espouse and take to wife the prudent frugal woman described by solomon without all doubt she is dead and truly to my best remembrance i never saw her the lord forgive me nevertheless i thank you father eat this slice of march pain it will help your digestion then shall you be presented with a cup of claret hippocras which is right healthful and stomachal let us proceed End of chapter three thirty